Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Well, good morning, Sean. Morning. Are you having a functional morning? Every day. Every day. Doesn't mean there's not challenges now and again, but my mindset is that every day that I'm here in faith in God is a functional day, and it's up to me to to make it functional throughout the day not saying that God's going to, I, I need to do my part. Uh, and so it is, it is a functional day. And really, if you look at anything, it will be functional, whether it's functional for you looking at it positive or it's functional for negative, there's always still a function that comes out of it, unless you're not doing absolutely anything. And then, well, even the function that comes out of that or dysfunction is either rest or bored. Just go ahead. To some people, Saturday is a Monday. To some people, Sunday is a Monday. To some people, Friday is a Monday. Uh, I was just sitting there thinking that something that came to mind for me is, well, we will get built up for a Friday. Oh man, it's Friday and I can't wait for the weekend. But for some people, they work on the weekend and for them, it's like, man, I can't wait till Tuesday because that's when I get my Saturday. And for them, Tuesday and Wednesday is the weekend. So in reality, each day is a a day to live functional and do what is right. And it doesn't matter what day it is. We make a Monday, a quote Monday. We make a Friday, a quote Friday. And, um, And a lot of that is you can even take it back to the Sabbath. Well, Sunday is the Sabbath, so that's when we rest. But then are people really resting from a truth perspective on a Sunday or they're running around? So now I can rest. And as you were speaking, I just thought that because every day the mindset can be every day is a good day, functional day. But we're in control of if we look at Friday as, man, it's a Friday or we look at Monday as, man, it's a Monday. Today's a good day to get started. And I've just had that in my workplace that people will send a little thing that says it's Monday and the little head is down. And it's like, well, if you think Monday is that way, then that's the way Monday is going to be for you, even though the day will unfold the way it does. But you make it worse or better based in your mindset, your attitude. Well, and it's interesting because whether you have peace and rest in a day, not meaning I'm sitting still not doing anything, but you have that no chaos in your mind. It comes from this, what we're going to talk about today is partially a part of that. Uh, This aspect of sacrifice, because sacrifice comes from submission. That there's, 
too many times when you're taught you're taught in the world that just because you struggle with something for the sake of somebody else that you're sacrificing for that person and this ties into a lot of what's been talked about recently I in our gathering and here on the podcast sacrifice is not there unless submission is there and submission is we've said this before willful cooperation where you're choosing that you want to do the thing that you're doing and the way you know that you want to do it is when there is no strings attached to what you're doing meaning like you owe me because of well i'm doing this for you and it could be just as simple as somebody doesn't thank you for something you did that you did i uh, supposedly willingly and then that upsets you because they didn't thank you or you bought them a gift and you bought them something that you would probably prefer and you thought they would prefer it. And then when they don't prefer it, you get upset and you get upset because you don't realize that it's digging at your lower conscience because you're, you bought that thing wanting to be accepted that, well, I'll give they'll they'll really like this. And then when they don't really like it, well, you feel rejected. And when you feel rejected, then you get upset. And people do this all the time in the world in the pretense of doing good. Uh, Why do you have to announce to, you know, a lot of times people will, yeah, I gave this gift to this person or I gave that instead of I just give the person the gift and, you know, does the person even need to know it came from you? Do do you, you know, are you giving it in person or assigning your name to it with a tag? Well, this is so, you know, cause a lot of people like to say thank you. And, uh, so I'll just, I know for me, I'd like to know who the gift is from so I can thank them. So I put it, well, if you put that tag on, uh, you're, you're looking for, thank you when you attach your name to it it's just like uh we have you know like over in the park with all the uh christmas stuff that they have strewn around the park for the christmas holiday if people aren't doing that for god or for well we know it's not for god because it's not christmas is not a reality of god but people are doing it with the pretense that it's for God. And, you know, I won't say that all of the businesses have this mindset that it's for God, but a lot of them do. But we'll put on top of it all the churches that have their stuff displayed over in the park. And all that stuff displayed, it's not just displayed. How do I know churches put it there? Because they put their name, they attach their name to it. Well, why did they attach their name to it? Well, because, well, we want you to come to our church or we want you to see what we did. And they don't, they don't realize that that's what's happening subconsciously. I'm not saying that they consciously are doing it, but subconsciously they're doing it. They're putting their name to it 
as a it's a commercial that just like you see on TV, you see the commercial with the snowman and the, the Santa Claus and whatever it is. And then it's got the company, you know, whatever the jingle is or whatever the logo is. or Why? Because we're not doing it because we want to bring glory to something. We're doing it because we want to bring glory to ourselves, but we're going to put on the perception that we're doing it for somebody else. And this is a huge thing because in this world, truly, People do not truly understand the difference between submission and oppression. Most, I would say most people, unless they have a faith in God, that God has corrected them and and given them the understanding of what submission is, they don't know what submission is. Because even in their pretense of submitting, there's an expectation that they're going to get something in return for that instead of, no, I'm going to do this. Uh, if, If there is a return for it, then okay, but I'm not doing it for that reason at all. And they, yeah, there are people out there who say, yeah, that's that's why I'm doing it. Well, you dig into your lower conscience and you figure out you don't know what submission is because if you talk to most women in American churches today and you tell them Well, the Bible says you need to be submissive to your husband. Are you submissive to your husband? And they'll get into an uproar about being submissive because, well, he doesn't deserve it or whatever reason that they come up with. But they don't realize that their understanding of submission is oppression. That, well, I'm being forced to do this. I have to do it. Because if it's submission and you truly... Uh, understand submission, you recognize that this is something that I have firmly decided that I want to do, and I'm not looking for any kind of uh, accolade for it or attaboy, thank you, uh, and I don't care. If you don't thank me, I don't care. If you don't acknowledge what I did, why? Because I'm doing it for you, not for me. But when I have an attachment of I got to put my name on it or somebody doesn't say thank you and I get upset or they return it and I'm, I'm upset because, well, you don't appreciate what I gave you. Well, just for you to say you don't appreciate what I gave you tells that you're trying to get it for the appreciation, that that's why you're doing it. And again, what I'm talking about is something that people don't know because This word submission has been mistaught, misunderstood, twisted, and changed to where people, when they hear the word submission, it's actually, they have the definition of oppression. And that's not the intention of God at all. That submission is truly willful And there's no obligation to it. And it's like we've talked about, we have a lot of things that we have to do for faith. We have to, you have to, there's a lot of things you have to do for faith. The only difference is the benefit that you get, you get the benefit if you are truly doing them willingly, because it's what you want to do not because it's going to gain you salvation or it's going to gain you favor in the eyes of God or it's going to gain you some kind of monetary uh, or physical thing in this life that 
no, I firmly decided this is what I want to do. And here, here's a way. If people want to know what submission is, think about that thing that you really, really like to do in your life. The thing that just you you just really enjoy that it, you you don't care. You just like to do it. You're going to be submissive to that. You're not going to be, oh, my gosh, I got to go to the racetrack today and I don't want to, but I'm, I'm going to do it because, well, no, because if you really, really like it and it's something that brings you pleasure, then you're going to be all about submitting to it. And, wow, this is, this is what I want. And I know the title of this is not submission. It's sacrifice. But if you don't understand what true submission is, then you can't understand what true sacrifice is because they uh, they definitely fall in line with each other. And uh, just a side note on this, that for women who are striving to be women of God, the Bible does not say that you're to be submissive to all men. The Bible says you're to be submissive to your husband as well as your husband is to be submissive to you because it's like, well, the Bible doesn't say the husband has to be submissive to the wife. Yeah, you do. It doesn't mean that she has uh, a place of authority over you. It just means that you're willfully cooperating with her. You're doing what you want her to do with you. And the best way for you to have her do that is you to show her by example, that you be the example of what submission is that, and again, we don't want to submit to something that goes against, and we will not submit to something that goes against the will of God. And there's a lot of people in the world who say, yeah, well, we wouldn't do that either. But yet, You'll celebrate holidays that God didn't tell you to celebrate, and you decided that it was for God, and you took a holiday that wasn't even a thing that God talked about, and you turned it in, you tried to turn it into something that was a celebration for God. And this has been done multiple times, not just on one holiday, the objective is if you want to celebrate a holiday, dig into the word and figure out the ones that God said, these are my holy days. This is what I want you to celebrate. And then spend time with Yah, ask them, figure out how to celebrate the holy days that Yah would want you to do. And then you can be submissive to that. When God says, be submissive to the uh, rulers and authorities, that means that You go along with them until it breaks a a command of God or a law of God. Then your submission to that authority is, I'm not going to follow what you do because it goes against God, but I'm not going to fight against your consequence for me because I'm not going to do what you desire me to do. That we have to be willing to have the consequence from a, a job. Well, now this goes against what I, what my faith says that I should do and what God says, and so I'm not going to do it. Okay, you're fired. All right. 
and no need to, for me to leave mad or in a huff or okay. That that's you being submissive to the authorities because it's the greatest way that you'll get peace of mind within you. And so I'm going to pause for a minute and just see what you have on your mind uh, with this. But those are really some important things for understand that if you want to understand what sacrifice is, you have to understand what willingness is and you have to understand what submission is. And if you don't truly understand the concept of submission that God was talking about, then you cannot do it willingly and you cannot do it as a sacrifice either. Something that you said rang in my mind is, is you, you, the term you hit it right on the head is no strings attached. Something that you're obligated to, there's a string attached. You go to work, the string attached is you owe me a wage. You owe me a reward. Something is the motivation is you're doing this to receive something in return. And I was thinking about this in the old Testament. We have that the people gave sacrifices Well, it's referred to as they sacrifice the animals because Yah said that this is what's to be done. If you have sin is committed, then you give a sacrifice, the sacrifice of the animal, the blood of the animal. That was meant for a time because the true reality of that picture was Messiah and him giving a true sacrifice. And I was sitting here thinking about this. Uh, scripture came to mind that we talked about before and just got more information on it is that when it says the law was a schoolmaster to lead us to Messiah so that we can be justified by another, by faith, that that whole system of the blood of bulls and goats was put in place so that you could understand the physical aspect of it so that that will lead you to Messiah, which is the sacrifice that God was looking for, which was submission. Because we have in the word where it says, the blood of bulls and goats you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. So what Yah was looking for is, this was put in place so that you can see that my son is going to come, and he's ultimately going to be that sacrifice that's going to take away the sins, as opposed to, in that, all the blood of the bulls and goats could do would just cover sins for a time. But the law said, this is to be done so that, okay, I'm going to do this because this is what the law of God says. But you could still have people in that time that, yes, the law of God says this, but I'm going to desire to do this because this is what I want to do. But this was just a foreshadowing of the reality of the tabernacle, which was Messiah and his work. So when you come to this, because your desire that's in your heart is sin, that you've got to start under obligation so that you can transfer to your desire is the godly by the work of Messiah and being in him. 
I agree with what you said, and not just because you said it, because it's true from God that submission is sacrifice. You are willing to lay down your life. You're willing to lay aside what you want for the greater good. Now, your desire is the greater good of everybody. So when you are walking willfully in the will of God, you're doing it because it's right to do. It's the best for everybody. People think it's sacrifice if it's not willing, but it's just obligation. You're just doing it to get something out of it. But really, if you want that peace, that's beyond all understanding. It's the willful cooperation with God. That's where the peace is because we were told that peace is to destroy the authority attached to chaos. Cut off that obligation mindset that, no, I'm going to do this because it's what I want to do. It is right. That's why I'm going to do it. Well, then you don't tie yourself to, I'm doing it for a reward. I'm doing it to get eternal life. I'm doing it for, no, I'm doing it because it's right to do. This is my desire now. The word says that we're called to be living a life of a living sacrifice, giving spiritual sacrifices, which is I'm doing this because I really, truly want to do it. There's a transformation because you start in a fear of punishment, which then transfers to fear of God, which the fear of God will keep you walking in submission that no, because if I go back to sin or any of those things, no, I I know God is fair and just, and I'm going to get the, no, I'm, I'm not ever going back to that because I'm not going to disobey God. I just find this in my life, just the, the lessons of obligation versus submission, that really that is where you find a place and you have to have faith in God in order to get this. But more and more you transfer from obligation to submission. That's where the rest is. That's where the peace is. That's where Messiah said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. I'm the Lord of the day of rest is rest from obligation. You're not obligated to this. It's your desire. So walk in your desires. And just like you said, if you, whatever you like, you enjoy and you do regularly, that's a desire that's been built over time. And when you're doing it from a desire aspect, what is time to you? I'll just use you as an example, because you told me this, that you like riding your motorcycle and it's just such a peaceful are you sitting there riding your motorcycle and being like, how much time is going by? And I got to get here in an hour. And cause I had this thought this morning that the time is you don't care about time. If it's something that you want. And I'm not saying that you don't do something <laughs> and there's a certain amount of time. Let's say you go to a football game, you go to a race, you go to, you go shopping and you have a certain amount of time to do it. <clears throat> but are you going, Oh man, I don't have enough time. Oh, do we have enough time? when you get focused on time is when you want to get this over with because you really don't want to do it. And you're just, well, how much time is it? How much longer we got? How much, Oh my gosh, the sermon has taken, it's 15 minutes. It's just so long, but you're not concerned about time in that aspect of yes, time is going by. But honestly, if you're doing something because you really want to do it, you're not focused on the amount of time you just do it. And with Paul King Agrippa, for example, that, 
no, King Agrippa, my desire is the truth of God and doing what is right. So I don't care if it takes a long time or not. It doesn't matter about time for me. What, what I'm concerned about is you find it, that I'm not going to attempt to rush you because that's not going to benefit. So short time or long, whatever happens, hey, just make sure that you find it. The rich man and Messiah. This is the, the one that hit me, I was telling you before we started. So he comes to Messiah, because this is a good lesson in sacrifice. Good teacher, what must I do to get eternal life? All right, Messiah, okay, well, we're going to see where your desire is. Well, you know the commands. Do these and you'll live, because it's a life of obedience to God, which is submission. Well, I've done all those things. Oh, obligation. Okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to see where your desire really is, because if you desire eternal life, then go every go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then come and follow me because if you're willing if your desire is eternal life then you're willing to do anything you're willing to go through any pain you're willing to give up everything because if that's your desire that the key is is that it's about the commands but it's about submission to God it's not about you being obligated to the law it's about a transference to submission because come and follow me because I'm the example of submission, you want eternal life, then it's got to be from a submissive aspect. But because his desire was as rich as at that point, that's why he went back to that. And we don't have a record that Messiah went after him and said, no, come back, come back. No, follow me. And I was just thinking about that this morning that he was just seeing, well, we'll just see where your desire is. Because if he says, yes, Lord, I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to do that. Okay. Or he may say, okay, well, just go do this or go do that. But I, I hadn't thought about it from a perspective of obligation versus submission because Messiah spoke rightly to him. He's like, if you want eternal life, then it's about obedience to God. But that obedience is about submission and to really show. And when he made, cause the, the young man made the statement of I've kept these from my youth. Well, you don't understand submission because you think by the works of the law that you're, that that gains you eternal life. But, I'm going to give you the the actual perspective of, okay, so you think you have. So if you really have kept the commands, then when I give you another command, then you'll surely follow it because you're convinced I'm the son of God. So here's the command. Go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor and follow me. But, but I thought I could just get eternal life by just, you mean I've got to, well, I don't want that. And in his actions, he said, well, I don't want that because he, it said he went away and we don't have any record of what he did later, but I had not thought of that from that perspective of that. Where's your desire? Your desire is with your riches at this point. And that's why you're not willing to leave that. But if you're willing, if you're not willing to leave father and mother, sister, then you're not worthy of me because you have to be willing to lay that down and turn to God. So if you had something on your mind, but that was my, um, I just got some more information on that. I hadn't thought about that before. Well, just as you were talking about that scripture, the song we listened to, one of the songs we listened to at, at Passover came to mind where it's a worldly song and it's called sacrifice, but the title of the song should really be no sacrifice. It's by Elton John. And because the, the premise of the song is, 
uh, it's no sacrifice that you're two separate people living in two separate worlds. It's a simple word that sacrifice, it's no sacrifice at all. That, that That's ultimately what he's getting to is that, you know, in this relationship, there's no sacrifice at all because you have two, two people living in two separate worlds. But what happens is people think that they're sacrificing, but they're really doing it out of obligation, whether it's obligation to the other person or whether it's obligation to them being accepted by somebody, whatever it is, there's an obligation to it. And the reason I thought of that in that story is because when Messiah brought to him the aspect of the law, well, love your neighbor as yourself and, you know, follow the commands of God. Well, I've sacrificed all those as a child or since child. I, I, I submitted to those. Okay. Go sell everything you have and come back. Then he walked away with his head downcast. Why? Because it's no sacrifice at all. You're, what you did in the past, you did it for gain. You didn't do it because it was the right thing to do. And you know what, God? Even if this doesn't, uh, even if I don't get favor in your eyes, I know this is right to do, and I'm going to do it. You remove the obligation. Somewhere in your faith, you have to get rid of that obligation because what you're doing is not only are you doing things out of obligation, but then you obligate God. Well, since I did this stuff for God, then then certainly God's going to do this for me. And some of that's in the prosperity gospel that, well, you tithe and God will or give it back to you tenfold. And no, you give whatever you give without any kind of intention of getting it back. It was like somebody at one point gave us a donation for the church. This was way back. <clears throat> and then come tax season, they wanted a receipt for the the money that they gave. So you didn't give the money because you were submissive to it, you gave it because you were going to use it as a tax break or you're going to write it down for your taxes. And the tithing of God is not intended for that. That if you give it, and you give it because you give it out of free will and you want to, and you're submissive in it, and there's nothing in return. Well, I gave this, so you need to do this for me, or you need to do that for me, or whatever. No, if you give it, just give it, just give it freely and don't hold any attachments to it. Some people will give money to a church and then put stipulations on where it needs to go, what it needs to go to. And I get that to a point where if somebody gives extra money and they say, uh, well, I don't want this to go into the church. I want this money to go to help somebody. Okay. I get that. But one, you shouldn't have to tell a church, don't put the money towards the church, that the predominantly the money should be used for whatever God says to use it for. And so we put stipulations on things. Why? Because if you don't do it this way, then I'm going to stop giving. And there's a, an oppressive perspective to that. There's an obligation that you're putting on it. And 
a lot of people think that they, they're being submissive. And a lot of people think that they're being uh, sacrificing to God. And just like the song says, if you really dig in and evaluate the reality of truth of it, what you're doing is no sacrifice at all. That, you know, God asked for us to give 10%. And so you give 10%, but we have excess that we keep for ourselves. And, well, God only asked for 10%. So, well, okay, so God's only obligating me to give 10% instead of, you know what, I wanna, I'm want i going to give as much as I can if, you know, and it's not always money. As a matter of fact, God would prefer 10% of your time over 10% of your money. Give God two and a half hours a day in devotion to them or time spent with them. I give them that much time a day and that will be more pleasing to them any than any money you could give. But if you're doing that, then if God asks you for something, you'll give it and you'll give it freely because you want to, not because you have to. But people don't realize that they do things and they tie that they're sacrificing. And but if there's an expectation of a return, then you're not submitting, you're investing. You're, you're investing so you get a return. And the objective goal is yes, at the beginning of faith, you, you, you're going to, you must start with the obligation perspective because you want to prove to God that you want, that you're, you're going to do what uh, their will is. But along the way, or in that process, it's not submission. Along the way, you taste that the Lord is good, that all of it is right. And you know what? I want to do this. And then in that, you'll be willing to sacrifice to do anything God would want you to do because it's right to do. That's all. Not not because you get something in return for it. And that's what that story of the rich young ruler was that he was professing that he sacrificed in keeping the whole law, but he wasn't willing to sacrifice what Messiah asked him for. And therefore, what you sacrificed in the past was no sacrifice at all. You you were doing it because, well, if I follow all these commands, then I'll get favor in the eyes of God. And again, that's a good starting point in faith. But Messiah said in that story, he showed that it's got to go past that. It has to go to a willingness that whatever God asks you to do, that's what you're going to do. He, After all, he asked the Son of God. And so he did not submit to what the Son of God said because he was seeing what the Son of God asked him to do as an obligation. And here's an important thing to recognize that not all submission is sacrifice, but all sacrifice is submission. So because sacrifice entails, submission entails that you're doing things because you want to do them. 
Sacrifice entails some sort of uh, uh, avenue that you have to give up or you want to give up for the sake of somebody else that causes discomfort or pain. Sacrifice is not submission, and submission is not sacrifice, but submission is what drives you to be able to sacrifice. So all the time that true sacrifice is there, that is that falls under the guides of submission. But just because you're submissive in a comfortable situation does not make that a sacrifice. Just because you're doing something for somebody else and you're doing something for them that you like to do. Well, there's no sacrifice in that. There's no sacrifice at all, which I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying recognize that when you're doing something, yes, are you submitting to it? Yeah, because I really like this and I really want to do it or I really like this person and I really want to do this for them, whatever it is, you'll have that submissive attitude. But sacrifice is you going above and beyond to endure some sort of physical, mental, or emotional pain for the sake of the other person without any expectation of a return to you. And this is something that for people to realize, they have to really dig in. When when you think about the next time you want to do something for somebody, dig into why do I want to do this? Does this give me some sort of satisfaction in the process? Does this, do I need to have the attaboy? Because a lot of times that's what we, we just want it, want the uh, encouragement of appreciation because that allows me to feel like I'm accepted. And the key thing in this is that if you know, if you're convinced that you are accepted by God, then you need nothing from anybody else. You, you don't need somebody to say, good job, Sean. You're, you're doing a real good job. I'm not saying that people in appreciation for something done for them, uh, this is the other side. I'm not saying that they shouldn't uh, have gratitude, but display that gratitude from a right perspective. You know, if somebody gives you something you really don't like and you're going to return it, do you say, man, I really appreciate you getting that for me. Or, you know what, I really appreciate the thought uh, of you getting it, but I, I, it's not particularly what I wanted, so I'm going to return it. Where I, I, if I thank you just blanketly for something that I don't like, then you're going to continue to get me that thing without me knowing that you don't like it. And I could buy it for you in true submission, but if I don't know that you don't like it, then I keep buying it for you and you keep returning it or you, you, you get it then about the 10th time down the road and you're like, oh my gosh, not again. Oh my gosh. And I would look at this from the perspective of fruitcake. As I, in my eyes, I don't think anybody eats fruitcake, but I'm sure they do because they, they sell that stuff every year. But for me, 
uh, in the past, it would have been like, fruitcake. who the heck gives fruitcake for, for a present? Because you just, no, who eats it? Nobody eats it. They, it just gets regifted and regifted and regifted. Some of it's so old, it's probably petrified. Now, again, don't take offense if you like fruitcake and uh, you eat it. But for me, that's not something that I prefer. But a lot of times that's tied to worldly holidays. And so I don't really care about that anyway. But the objective in this is to recognize that in order to have sacrifice, you have to have submission. But you don't have to have sacrifice to be submissive. But when you are submissive, there will become times where you will sacrifice because of your submission. It, it doesn't work the other way. The, the sacrifice comes from the submission, not the submission from the sacrifice. And so you have to figure out how to, to sacrifice yourself. And this is a big thing for uh, women in the world who want to follow the truth of God that uh, and God says, be submissive to your husband, that they have to figure out how to do that without wanting, without any kind of expectation of return. Well, I'll be submissive if, if he does this or if he does that, or uh, you're, you're being submissive, but you're, or you think you're being submissive, but you're expecting him to acknowledge or to tell you, and no, if you're going to be submissive, it's truly because you truly want to, and you don't care if he acknowledges it. You will like it if he does, but if he doesn't acknowledge it, you don't care because I know this is the right thing to do, and this is I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fulfill what God wants me to do because I want to be pleasing to God, and I'm going to do it because that's what I want to do. I'm sack my my. Uh, submission to God is what allows me to submit to others. If I don't submit to God, how can I submit to others? I will be submissive to myself because even the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, why? Because you're submitting to yourself. You're sacrificing for yourself for the gain, and you don't go running around thanking yourself. Oh, man, thank me for doing this because this brought this about and this brought that about. No, you don't go around thanking yourself for those things. And it's really interesting that people will do things in the world thinking that they're being submissive and thinking that they're sacrificing. And just like the song, it's no sacrifice. It's no sacrifice at all. And so if you want to make sure that what you're doing is true submission, and true sacrifice, you have to dig into your lower conscience. You have to dig into why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Why am I doing the things am I doing? What does this gain me? And then in the process of faith, you have to figure out how to change those things to, no, I'm going to do this for this person because I want to do it. And I'm not, matter of fact, I'm not even going to put my name to it. I'm, I'm just going to put it on their doorstep late at night when they're asleep and nobody's there to see you do it. And I'm just going to put it there and let them have it. 
even in giving gifts, we do subconsciously, we do it because we want that, that acknowledgement and recognition so that we feel accepted. And I'm not saying that you can't give somebody a gift and hand it to them and, and do that because you're going to still have that worldly aspect. Just recognize that part of what you're doing it for is you're doing it for self. And that's the thing that we want to remove mainly is that the purpose I'm doing this is for self. Now, I really want to give this to you. I want to get this for you. And so I give it to you. Well, you get you get it, and then I get the uh, feeling of, wow, they, they really appreciated that. But if they don't appreciate it, it's no big deal because I truly did what I wanted to do. And so when we talk about sacrifice and we talk about submission, you really have to dig into what it is. Am I truly being submissive? You know, because I would say to a woman, if you say you're being submissive to your husband, can you honestly say in your mind that you desire for your husband to roll over you, that you're okay with calling him master? And again, this isn't an aspect of praise for him. This is an aspect of doing what God says that they call you to do. And, and Sarah was given as an example of submission that even she called uh, Abraham master. So do you desire, the, the key is, is do you desire in your heart to call your husband master? And again, it's not from a, a uh, derogatory oh my gosh, you're better than I am, so I got to call you master, or all right, master, yes, 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 master, I'll do what you want. That, no, that's not the right attitude. The attitude is, no, you know what? I want to be pleasing to God, and I want to do the things that God asked me to do. God asked me to be submissive to my husband, even to the point of uh, giving him charge and authority over me. Then, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Why? Because that shows that you're not having an expectation of something in return from him. That if you're doing what you're doing, and, you know, we talked about this on Thursday evening uh, with Josh, that if what you're doing, you're doing because you're trying to find balance or you're trying to find equality with the other person, that's no sacrifice at all. Because you're, you're making the effort to do what you're doing to get a gain of feeling balance or to, of feeling equal to the other person instead of, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to leave balance in the hands of the one who handles that the greatest, and that's God. Uh, if, if I have to sit on the lower end of the scale my whole life because God chooses that that's where I need to be, then that's where I need to be in the balance. I don't have to be that that perfect teetered seesaw of straight across. All right, now we're equal. No, because when you're looking for equality with somebody else, 
when you're looking for balance with somebody else, there's no sacrifice. There's no sacrifice at all. Because you dive into doing all these, I'm going to do all these things for this person, and certainly they'll appreciate it. And they'll and you do it for a week or two weeks or or six months. And no reciprocation. No, you get nothing in return. And then you give up and you quit. Why? It's no sacrifice at all. Because you're giving up on something that you said you were doing because you wanted to, but when you didn't get the attaboy or the feel good you were looking for. It's no sacrifice because you'll give up. You'll quit. This is just too hard. Nothing is too hard in a submissive, sacrificial mindset. That, that's the whole objective is I don't care what I have to go through. I really want to do this for this person, and I'm going to go through it. It doesn't mean that it's, yeah, I like pain. No, not at all. Look at Messiah on the cross. Submission. I lay down my life willingly. He wasn't looking for any accolade from man. He wasn't looking for any attaboy or a thank you. He was doing it because it was the right thing to do. As well as you can thank somebody for something, but make that thank you coming from the heart that, wow, I really do appreciate that this person uh, gave up, you know, something for me, and I want to share that with them. Just let them know that I do appreciate it. But don't let that appreciation be a uh, uh, ego-stroking aspect so that, well, if I do this, then then they'll continue to get me things. They'll continue to, to do stuff. And some people will because they like the feeling that they get when somebody's all about, oh, thank you. I just really appreciate that. And there's just so much uh, that that you don't know that this did for me. And, well, you you feel good about that. And then that drives you to get that the next time and then the next time and the next time. And it's not that you don't do things for other people. It's that you figure out how to stop doing things out of obligation and you do them with true submission and true submission and true sacrifice has no expectation of equality or return on your investment. That you invest in somebody's life, don't expect a return for your investment. Just do it because you know and you've decided that it's the right thing to do and let God give you the return on that investment. And so just I'll turn it back over to you and I see what you have to say on these. No, I was just rolling uh, what you're bringing out in my mind. And I'm just brought back to the Cain and Abel story. And Abel being murdered by Cain, but the sacrifice that he gave was a blood sacrifice that what Yah is looking for is their what's pleasing to them, what they desire, because in their own in in the word that what Yah you desired was a body you prepared for me, that a life of submission to you, that's that's what's pleasing to you. Yes, the blood of bulls and goats was was for a reason to show that that blood has got to be spilled, that unless there's no shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. 
well, the blood of bulls and goats, all it could do was in the physical, it just covered you for a time. But the ultimate covering is the blood of Messiah. Him, the thing is, people will put everything on Messiah that because he did everything, then I can be saved. Messiah did what he did because it was right to do, and that covered him. And when we walk as he did and we willfully give our life to God, we sacrifice like he did. And we talked about this before, that our blood, us being willing to lay our life down, and along with his blood, him willing that Yah will accept that, that he's the example to follow. So if you don't follow his example, then you're not going to get eternal life. People think that, well, because he did it and I accepted him, which we know acceptance goes further than just acknowledgement, that no, because that's the premise of that. When Messiah said that many will come to me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name, do all these things in your name? And because it wasn't submission, it was obligation. He says, get away from me. I never knew you. You you didn't do it because of submission. You did it because you were trying to gain a reward. So therefore get over here. And this just came to mind. We were talking about this. Why the, when the sheep and the sheep and the goats are separated, why did the sheep say, Lord, when did we do these things? Because you're not focused on getting a reward. You're focused on just doing what is right. And I didn't realize that we weren't looking for a reward. And it's not that they're like, I'm not looking for a reward. I'm just doing this to, but think about it, that are you walking around like, Oh man, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this so that I'm not going to be in hell anymore. I don't even think about hell. I just think about I'm doing, I'm going to do what's right. And it brought me back to remember when we talked about this years ago, that what was it about me that I came to this faith and it just took me back to, and cause I knew for me, I had the mindset of, I just want to do what is right. I don't want to harm people. I, I just want to do what is right. Oh, well that'll get God's attention because, okay, we got one here that wants to do what is right. Well, we'll watch them. Let's see what they do. Are they going to continue with that? No matter what pain you get, you're made fun of as a kid, you're bullied and no, I'm not going to retaliate. It's not what's right to do. Oh, you got my attention. Did you have something? I know something came to mind. I, I was just going to mention the thief on the cross oh. when you brought that up, because that was another mindset of uh, not not his words weren't for himself and what was going on. Oh, wow. Because the other thief will get us down, save your life and ours. Well, you're you're the son of God. Well, save me because if let me be a part of it. And that's the thing. Lord, I did all these things. Save me that I was with you. And. Yeah, you can be in the proximity of somebody, but are you really with them? It'd be like, I'm walking, man, I'm walking around with these celebrities and man, I'm something. And they'll say, who are you? Well, I've been with you this whole time. I don't know who you are. You, when Messiah says that I never knew you, that think about that, that if you really knew me, then you would walk in the ways of God and you would be walking as I did. And the way that I know you is you're you're obeying the commands and you're doing what is right. But I wasn't even thinking about that, that with the sheep and the goats, the, the aspect of they're not, they weren't looking for a reward from God. They weren't doing it with something attached like Stephen, well, I'm doing this so that I can see God's face. It was, no, this is, listen, this was right to do, turn to God. And it just, it shows me it's a transformation because what happens and we've come from Christianity that you're taught 
if somebody's going to come to faith where you go to the new Testament and you go to John or you go to, no, don't go to the, the new covenant. The renewed covenant is about a transfer of the, and we mentioned this before that the law is the law. The, the law doesn't change. What happens is, is it's your mindset and it, it's your desire. Do you desire, are you doing it because you're obligated? Or are you doing it because this is what you desire? This is what you are making your own, that I'm doing what is right because that's what I want to do. Okay. Well, now Messiah is a benefit because that was his example of walk in submission to God because that is what, that's the desire of God. And why would you not want to desire to be pleasing to them? But Yah's desire is to do what is right. And that's what they do. And that's what Yah told Cain, that if you do what is right, Will you not be accepted? Because if you do what is right, you'll be accepted. You'll never be rejected. So get to the point where you're doing it because it's right to do instead of I'm doing this so that I can escape hell. I'm doing this because it's what God said. Yes, we do those things, but it starts there and it's a transformation to I'm doing this because I really want to. And that's where the life of sacrifice is because you're going to have people that are going to reject you and what you're doing because there's pain involved because you've made a decision. I'm going to walk in submission to God. Therefore people will reject me. People will kill me because they're walking in the ways that are of their selfishness and they don't want the things that you have at that point and you're going to be rejected for it. So it just, it just gives an example of, the journey starts an obligation because at the beginning you don't desire the things of God to do it. Cause that's what you want. Cause you don't know the things of God yet. You know, the things of self and Yah is patient because if, if you set it in your mind that you want these things of God, that you still have the sin nature in your heart. So they know that, but get to the point where you have circumcision of the heart, where now you're a new creation and this new created man, woman, and Messiah is a life about submission. And, and that's the transformation. So we have the, the um, work now of evaluating what's in the lower conscience to get to replace those things that are dysfunctional with the things that are functional. And with the mindset of I'm doing this because I want to now, which that's where the benefit is, because truly that's where the peace is. Because you really think about it, anything in your life that you really want to do, that you've built a desire on, you're not concerned about time. You're not concerned about how long it's going to take. You really enjoy it, and it's not a burden to you because the obligation is where the burden is and the frustration at times. And a lot of people, and I agree with what, what y'all was bringing out here, is that people don't know this stuff. Because I would say the majority, if you brought it to anybody, and said, you need to submit. They would be like, I'm not submitting to that because they're not worthy. They're not. But that's the thing is that you don't do it if the person is worthy or not. Because the word says that when we were still sinners, Messiah died for us. If Yeshua would have said, no, I'm not doing this until everybody recognizes what I'm doing and they give me praise for it. And I'm no, that they were, we were in a position where we couldn't even understand what he was doing. And he did it anyway. Why? Because this is what's right to do. Here I am. I've come to do your will. Oh God, I'm, I'm not, I don't care about myself. I don't care about what happens to me. It's about 
doing your will. And that's, that's what was pleasing to God is that just the, because the animal in an animal sacrifice, an animal isn't willing. You take the animal against their will. Cause if, if they didn't want to be killed, oh, well, go ahead and kill me. No, they'd fight against it and you spill the blood. Well, the animal sacrifice isn't a willing sacrifice. That, that's the thing that God was looking for the willingness to sacrifice. Cause think about what Messiah said, if you're not willing to leave father and mother, if you don't hate those people, well, oh, so you're saying that, no, what he's saying is if you don't desire God, you, you must desire. And when I say must that, that you've got to make a decision. You, you've got to desire God and not these people to where you will love God and hate the others. doesn't mean you have disdain for people. It just means that where's your desire? You've got to, it's about God is first in this to where you've got to be to where you desire God above everything else, but it's got to be a willful thing. And because think about it, you wouldn't turn your life over to God if you didn't desire to do that. Cause if you would just stay where you are, why don't desire to, if it's easy, also your desire is for it to be easy. So, well, that, that's not the way for you. This is just another great lesson from God for just people to recognize something. Are you, are you going to church because you feel like you have to, are you going to church because you want to, are you, and you got saved when you were five years old? Well, then why are you doing the things you're doing? If you're saved, then why are you still doing what you're doing? So this is just a good wake up call just to, to really say, if you're frustrated and angry at something in your life, is it submissive submission or is it obligation? Cause obligation will bring the frustration and the anger because you owe me, you didn't owe me, you, you wronged me, you screwed me over, whatever it is that you're, something is tied to it as opposed to, well, I'm doing this because I want to, you can hit me, praise me. Uh, I'm just seeing this as just more and more of just a way for us to live in more peace. That if you're not living in peace in something, then there's really evaluate if it's a submissive aspect or if it's obligation. Well, we have many examples from the Old Testament of one's doing it out of obligation and one's doing it out of the true desire uh, to be God. You have ones that offered sacrifices because, oh, I really want to offer this sacrifice, uh, and so I'm going to make sure it's the best, you know, the unblemished lamb from the flock, and I'm going to make sure that I give the best of what I have, even if what I have is one one talent or uh, a penny if, if that's the best i have i'm going to give it because i want to not because i'm going to get any gain in the end and um the woman who gave everything she had she didn't give it with the stipulation to god that i'm going to give this and and you're going to give it back to me it was, this is all I have to offer you, God. It's yours. And then in return, she would be taken care of. God would make sure that she had all her needs were attended to because, not because she obligated God to it, but because God decided submissively, well, I'm going to submit to you 
in this perspective, and I'm going to sacrifice for you. For this, I sacrifice that you gave to me, that you gave me everything. And we especially live in this country where monetarily and uh, physically, well, I won't say that because everything that I have is God's. And if God asked for it, then I would give it. That that would be, um, there there might be some struggle in the midst of that sacrifice, but it's because I w- I want to be pleasing to God, and if God asks for it, they have a reason, and therefore, I'm going to give it to them. And so I guess the mindset uh, is that w- we just have to be willing. And there is an aspect that there are things that you still have to do. The difference is truly the difference between obligation and submission. Because in the uh, pre-circumcision of the heart, you're set in your mind that you're not, you, you decide that you are not going to sin. You do not want to sin. Well, part of that uh, is obligation. That Well, why do you do that? Because the fear of death, the fear of hell, that, well, I've got to do these things because I, I, I got to be right before God. Well, somewhere in that process, you're, you're okay. You start as obligated, but then the intention is, is in that process before you get to circumcision of the heart is for you to make a mind transfer to, no, I'm doing this because I want to do it now. And this is where the obedience aspect with Messiah comes in. The, beginning part, that's why the the forgiveness of sins, God knows that you're, uh, you're not capable of not sinning. And so when you make in your mind that transformation of, no, I'm doing this because it's right to do and because it's what I want to do, I've tasted that the Lord is good and I want to do this. Now I have the forgiveness of sins, but I haven't gotten to that circumcision of the heart where sin can be taken away, I haven't fallen into the full submission to God to sacrifice my life completely in the crucifying myself with Christ to put to death the sinful nature, which is the selfishness within me. When I put the selfishness to death in my mind, I have the forgiveness of sins, but then I have the transformation to full submission to God in circumcision of the heart and sacrifice that I'm doing this because I truly want to do this. And then, so that what is obligated goes away because you have to be obligated at first, but it has to become willful. And then when you're proving to God that this is my mindset and this is what I truly want to do, when you sin, because you still have the sinful nature, you will be broken as, oh, why do I keep doing this? I, I, no, I'm not doing it. And you just keep on with that mindset and that attitude. It's not right. I'm not doing this. And then you get to the point of circumcision of the heart where you get the forgiveness, I mean, the uh, removal of sin 
because you've truly transferred to the submissive perspective. And you have to be submissive with God in order for you to sacrifice with God. And you have to be submissive to God to actually make it into the kingdom. Because in the obligated perspective, you are obligated, obligating yourself to do these things. But then because I'm doing these things, I'm obligating God to give me favor. And the Bible says that it tells us that God uh, despises obligated compliance, that you are obligating God and you're doing what you're doing. You're complying to my law, but only because you're obligated to it because you have to. And yes, there is a point where you have to in the beginning, but you, you must come to a point of transformation from the have to to the want to, and that want to has to be a true want to, not still with the tie of have to. And again, these things in faith, you, you can't get into the kingdom without them, so you have to. In, in essence of it, you have to do it, but you don't do it because you have to. You do it because you want to, and there's that transformation that takes place. And so in the oppression part, in the oppressive part, you get the forgiveness of sin, but in the submissive part, you get the removal of sin. And that's the, the transformation that takes place within us because you had ones in the Old Testament that offered the sacrifices. Well, it's that time of year, and, well, I have to offer these sacrifices because that's what God said for my sin, and so I offer them. And then you had the other ones that were like, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the best lamb from the flock and I'm really going to pick because I want to give God what's best, the the absolute best that I can because I know that I've sinned and I know that I've failed God. Well, that's a submissive attitude. Prior to Messiah coming, they couldn't have the sinful nature removed from their heart, but they had the sinful nature removed from their mind. That's the you when God told the Israelites, circumcise your hearts, okay? Well, you do the circumcision of your mind, which cuts out sin, which in the absolution in your mind, you are not going to sin. You don't agree with it. You're, it's, it's just something that you have decided you're not going to do, even though you're going to do it. And every time it comes up, you go back to, no, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to do it. And it doesn't matter how many times this comes up, and I will fight this till the day I die, when you prove to God that you're submissive in that, that's when mother comes in, circumcision of the heart done by the spirit, and then you get to enter into Messiah. And then everything we do in Messiah should be without any ties to gain that we're going to get. I'm doing it because I want to do it. If I get something in the residual effect of it that God chooses that they're going to give me something in the process, okay, I'll receive whatever God gives. God says I'll give uh, according to my glorious riches. I'll provide all your needs according to my glorious riches and sometimes according to their glorious riches and 
we're an example of that. We have much more than we actually absolutely need. So let's make sure that one, we're good stewards with what we have and that we're really making sure that we're paying attention and giving God what they want, what they ask for and giving it to them because it's a free will offering to God that when we do that, we offer God a free will offering that God, whatever you want, whatever it is, you take it, you, you, it's yours anyway. And I will, uh, work within that. And there, sometimes there'll be sacrifice involved in that. And sometimes there won't be, but the objective goal is let's figure out these things in our lower conscience, because even with circumcision of the heart, there's times where something will come up out of your subconscious that you didn't see was there. Oh, that's not acceptable. I don't want that to be in there. So I'm going to get rid of that and I'm going to replace that with this. And you replace it with something that is good, true, right, fair, and just from God. And then you just keep working in that process because again, because though we have the removal of sin, we are not perfect but we are working in a state of perfecting just like Messiah was until we can enter into the kingdom and be perfected like he was once perfected. So once he was perfected, that happened after he entered into the kingdom. And so we can be here like he was without sin, but nobody can in this life claim that they've never sinned. If we claim we've never sinned, then we make him out to be a liar because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But just because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God does not mean that you will not get to a place where you do not sin and you do not fall short of the glory of God. But as long as you sin and you know you sin, you fall short of the glory of God. And that's not me saying it. That's what the Bible says. That's what the word of God says. That's what God himself say that you have to figure out how to master this. Just like Cain was told, sin is crouching at your door. You must master it. How do you master it? By being submissive to righteousness, not doing it out of obligation anymore, but doing it because you truly have said it in your heart that this is what I'm going to do because I want to do it. And then you continue to work through that process in your circumcising your heart until God can see that you've done that, that you in your conscious mind have cut out all sin, anything that is opposing to God. And when God knows that, that's when they'll give you circumcision of the heart. That's when they'll, that'll come in and that will give you the greatest ability to be submissive to God. So I would really challenge people to evaluate what you're doing, why you're doing it. What do you receive from it? How does it feel when you receive something from somebody? Does it make, you know, the, the makes you feel good or makes you feel bad or whatever it is. How do you receive that? And if you're putting an aspect of equality or balance on something, well, I'm going to do this, but where's the balance where they're going to do it for me? Well, you're not doing it in a submissive sacrificial perspective. You're doing it in an obligated 
perspective. And that will not benefit you in the end. And especially with circumcision of the heart, it's not on us to figure equality, especially in this world. Because from a a worldly perspective, God's not going to make you equal to the billionaire on finances. One reason, because you can't handle that kind of money. Two is because that kind of money brings a whole lot of other issues and problems that you don't want to have to deal with. And we look at equality and balance trying to feel like we're something rather than, no, you know what? I'm going to leave it in God's hands because they know how to balance things better than others. And sometimes when you feel like you're on the bottom end of the balance scale, that you don't realize in faith you're on the top end. When when you think you're in the bottom, giving up this, you know, the having the, the true sacrifice in submission, you don't realize that that raises you up above the other. You're not doing it with your intention. So you're thinking that, you know, that you're, you're lowly and which is good, but that puts it in the hands of God to exalt you, not for man to exalt you or for you to exalt yourself. Those who are exalted will be humbled and those who are humble will be exalted. And so the objective is, is that, you know what? I'm going to always see myself on the lower end of the seesaw and somebody's always above me, but I'm going to know that God brings the balance. And whether I see it here in this life or I see it in the eternal life, doesn't matter because God has the balance. I'm in God's hands. God's going to take care of me. They're going to provide everything I need until I die. And when I die, they're still going to provide my needs, but I won't need anything from this world anymore. And so when I move on, I have to make sure that I have that submission to God so that I can sacrifice for God and do it because I truly want to do it. Samson, Samson's a good uh, aspect of submissive sacrifice. He, He went into, when he was brought into the temple after he had lost his strength, and uh, they brought him back out, and he prayed to God. He he didn't ask God to save him and well let me kill all these Philistines and you'll save me you'll you'll save me out of it and then I can go on and live my life. No, he did it because he wanted to avenge the Philistines because of their what they've done against God, and so God gave him the power to do that, and he died in the midst of that. That was sacrifice. When you you die with obligation, that's called suicide. It's the only difference between the two, is you're still giving up your life. One is sacrifice, the other is suicide. You know, you hear about uh, or see stories People talk about, you know, somebody that, well, they, they ran and they pushed that child from out in front of the bus and the bus hit them and, man, they're such a hero and there's such a big sacrifice that they gave. Here's the question you'll never know the answer to. If that person knew that in that act, 
they were both going to die, would they have still done it? Meaning, okay, I make this sacrifice. I'm going to push this child out from in front of the bus. Well, I do that. I dive. I push that child out from in front of the bus. I get hit. I die. That child trips because I pushed them, falls down, hits their head on the curb, and they die. Where's the where, where's the hero in that? Where's the how many people would be like, oh yeah, they did this great thing. They pushed this child out of the way, and the child died. No, and you you can't know, but odds are. If you know, well, both of us may die. Or, you know what? Both of you are going to die. Are you going to do it anyway? Most people would, no, there's no sense in both of us dying. If if this is an aspect that both of us are going to die, then what am I going to do it for anyway? Which, in turn, brings in the obligated perspective that, And this is why it's so important to look into because it's not with your intention that you do things obligated. You you do them unintentionally because that's what you're programmed to do in this world. And so are you in a place where, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice and I don't care what the outcome is. I know this is right to do. That's what I'm going to do. Messiah on the cross. No complaints. No arguments. No, I, I'm, I'm going to make this sacrifice. And his attitude in it showed his submission to God in his sacrifice that he was giving. That I'm not looking for people to uh, make this a big thing and make this a big deal. Uh, I'm just doing what, what I have come to do, and that's to do the will of God. So I do it complete, done. Uh, And he's a great example of it. Stephen's another great example. And many, Paul, you know, Paul being stoned and, well, God, you're supposed to protect me. I'm preaching your word. No, Paul wasn't like that. Even to the point, people are trying to grab him and, and beat him and kill him, and he's being carried away by the Roman soldiers, and then he stops to turn around and talk to them. And then they get infuriated again, and they got to get Paul inside before the the crowd tries to kill him. But Paul wasn't doing that because he was going to get any gain from it. He was doing it (coughs) in hopes that the people would repent, and it was truly for them, not for him. And we have many examples of that through the uh, Old and the New Testament of people doing what was right to do because it was right to do, and they did it because they wanted to, not because they were going to get favor, not because they were going to get their name in a picture. Or, you know, Daniel didn't do the things that he did because, yeah, God's going to write about this in the Bible, and he's going to uh, let my story be known. No, he had no idea that this was going to be written down so that he uh, he could be a hero or a uh, champion within the midst of faith circles. He didn't do it for that reason, and neither neither should we nor do we. And that's up to us to make sure 
that whatever we're doing for God, we're doing it because we want to, and it's a submissive attitude in what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we're doing it. And we, if we get no gain for it, we get no gain. I don't want gain for it. If God gives me something in return, I will graciously accept it, but I don't need it. I don't prefer it. Matter of fact, I'd rather not have it because that might then put me in a position to get prideful. Well, I did this and God did this. So if I do this, God will do that. No, we don't want to get caught in that trap. We don't want to get caught in the trap of trying to obligate God to do things, but we want God to do things because they want to do them. And there are things that God has to do. They have to give you the fulfillment of a promise if you fill the stipulations. They have to. But they don't do it because they have to. They do it because they want to. And that's that's where the difference is. And the only way to really see this is to really dig into your subconscious. And, but a good avenue to start looking into your own subconscious is watch. Don't, don't say anything to them, but watch other people do what we're talking about, where they do something for somebody and then you see them get upset. Wow, they did that out of obligation. They didn't do that out of submission. And you start seeing it just so you can study people so that you can study yourself to make sure that when you do something, you're working in a progression of doing it because it's right to do and not doing it for any kind of favor or accolade or equality or balance or anything like that. And that's the avenue in the traveling of faith in the perfecting that we do these things because we want to. We do the podcast because we want to. If we don't, what need is there for us to do it? Because in the end, it's going to be of no benefit anyway, where we think, yes, it'll be a benefit. And a lot of people will do podcasts because they can monetize, which means they get the advertisements put into it. And then if enough people watch, then you get paid for the advertisements. No, we, we, we don't. We want to offer the uh, truth of God, the, the word of God free of charge that we're not going to obligate in that perspective. And so that's the reality of what we have to look at. But people don't understand and they don't see that they're truly living in an oppressive, obligated state, even when they think they're doing something that is right or sacrificial because there's some sort of gain that they're going to get from it. The <clears throat> you had mentioned this is from Messiah, the woman that put in the money that she put in that because people were giving out of their abundance, but it said she gave out of she gave everything she had, and that's the thing is it like we're talking about is it really sacrifice if you're giving out of your abundance? There's no pain involved. You just you have a billion dollars. Well, I gave a million. Oh man but you give a billion, you give everything, boy, there's going to be some pain involved in that because you're, you're giving up everything. And I hadn't thought about this until just sitting here. Remember when he said, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Well, that's submission that oh, I do it because I want to, you're not, wait a minute. Why are you giving that? Is that, are you going to get a reward? Cause your left hand and your right hand are 
communicating instead of no, I'm no, I want to do it. I'm giving in everything. I'm not let, I'm not tying. I never, I remember thinking about that. Like, what is he talking about? Like, what do you mean? Don't let the left hand, because think about it. You're, you have it in your left hand and it goes to your right and your left hand says, Hey, what are you doing? They don't deserve this. You, you no, don't do that unless you get a reward and you start, well, maybe I shouldn't give this because I'm not going to get the praise. And cause think about it, if you're doing it cause you want to, Hey, they didn't thank you. I don't care. And you just keep going from left to right. You, you don't even care what anybody says because he was teaching them that. Do you see? Cause he didn't go to the other people giving and say, Hey, you're not giving, you're giving out of your abundance. You're not doing this. So you need to stop. He didn't call them out. He's just, Hey, just watch. Or actually, if I remember right, Messiah was just sitting there watching and he was like, do you see that she gave everything? And I was just thinking about this, that that's the, it, it's not a, cause the, it's a translation thing. It says in the word that, that there's a change to the law. The law doesn't change. What happens is it's what side of the law are you on? Are you under the law? which is obligation, or are you walking in the spirit of the law, which is submission? Because remember it talks about, it says those that do not have the law, but do by nature, the things required by the law, they are law unto themselves where you're submitting to the law of God, but you weren't, it wasn't like here, Phil, here's the law I'm giving, I'm entrusting you with the law of God. And that's the thing because those who claim circumcision, in the flesh disobey the law, but you, I can't remember what the exact term is, is that you that have the law end up being a sinner, but the one that doesn't have the law finds faith and they're not. And it's just a transformation of, because your reliance is on the written code, the, because you gave me the law and because you gave it to me, I'm righteous. Well, no. And that's the thing. That's why there's a remnant. Well, the remnant of Israel, which is the Israel of God, those are the ones that are going to be saved because it's because of it's really your desire. And this isn't something that Yah is sitting around like, well, I didn't know that these people wouldn't desire it. No, they, they knew this and that's why they made the plan because when the command was given, don't eat of this tree. Well, that brought sin to life because that was the purpose of it. So with sin in the heart, you're going to do what that desire is. So you're not going to, you're not in a place because if that was the case where you could desire God there, then why did Messiah come that he came because, okay, we're going to do this so that you can actually have a decision to come to it willfully. And in my son is where you're going to find the righteousness is going to come from, not in your own works, because if they would have been there and said, yeah, said, don't eat of this tree and okay, well, I'm not going to eat of it. And then, there's no disobedience. So there's no reason for Messiah to come. So Yah knows what they're doing with this, but that's the thing. They know there's a transformation, but find the transformation. But what they looking for, what they're looking for is I want people that desire me, but how can you desire them if you don't have an opposite to choose? Yeah. I give you free will. You either desire selfishness or you desire the things of God. And I'm going to show you and the, the way to do this. And my son is the example. So when you're in him, and like a word says that we may become the righteousness of God in him, that of ourselves we can't be right before God of ourselves because we were sinners in the past. Well, I was just thinking about that's the transformation is the new covenant 
which Messiah mentions that this is the new covenant in my blood, not the blood of bulls and goats, but the blood of my sacrifice is that in me, you can be a part of the renewed covenant, which is a covenant where even Yah says in Jeremiah that in those days that I will write my law in their minds and in their hearts, that no longer will people say, know the Lord. Well, because you're going to have the opportunity to know the Lord and it was interesting because it says that their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more because we talked about this recently that the word says love keeps no record of wrongs, which means we were given information on that. That means don't retaliate. And that I was saying about that, that Yah keeps a tally because they wouldn't have said your sins and lawless deeds. I will remember no more. So they remember that they, they see all the lawless deeds, but they don't retaliate that they're going to wait until the appropriate time. But when you have sin taken out of your heart and put into the body of flesh, then on that day at that time that Yah's not going to remember that anymore, or really before that was circumcision of the heart. So we have the opportunity for Yah to look at us and say, those sins and these lawless deeds, I don't remember those anymore. I'm not keeping, I'm not going to bring judgment on you. So that tells us that at the judgment that you're in Messiah, that, there's no reason for you not to enter the kingdom because there is no, there is no going to be any judgment for sin on you because you're in my son, you're set free, go ahead and and enter into the kingdom. But what I would say on this for people listening now in the future, that just, this is something that you haven't seen before and really be looking in your life and just kind of watch and not attempt to correct anybody else, but just look at yourself and, looked for things to see where am I doing things out of obligation and where am I getting frustrated and angry and things that you can set your mind that I'm going to desire to do what I do because I want to, not because I have to. And you can see, and you'll be able to see on the faith journey that there's a transformation because truly that is where the peace is. That is that rest that's referred to in Hebrews, that there's a rest for the people of God that that's what the rest is. It's not a rest where you just lay around and watch TV and you do nothing. It's a rest of, it's a, a mindset and a being of that. I'm doing everything I'm doing because I really want to, not because I have to, because think about how you can rest when you're not tied down to things and you feel like you have to do them and you got to please people. And what are people going to say? Well, that that's rest, that rest in your mind that I'm doing this because I want to. So it's no, that takes me back to when people say, well, I'm working, but for me, it's not work. Well, that's the thing, but that's exactly what it is, is that in faith, you have to do things. There's work. But if your mindset is I want to and not have to, boy, is the burden relieved. And that's why Messiah said in me that the yoke is easy and the burden is light. There's still some burden because you've got work to do. Where do you weigh down with, well, I have to, I have to, I have to. Well, you could just see yourself just be weighed down instead of, hey, rest. You don't have to have the mindset of you have to do these things. Do you want to do them? Yes, then do what you want to do. And just in the world that you'll never work a day in your life, which you will work. But for you, it won't be. It'll be like the old term, a kid in the candy store. Is the kid in the candy store going, oh my gosh, I have all this candy gosh, why am I in here? I just hate being in here. I just have all this candy I've got to eat. No, you'll be like, I want this. I want this. This is what I want. And I'm going to go over here and I get what I want now. 
because you get what you want. How many complaints come from people getting what they want? Well, I want a million dollars. Here it is. But why did you give me what I wanted? That's silly. It's you complain because you didn't get what you wanted. And did you get not get what you wanted because of somebody owed you or maybe you obligated yourself to something because you wanted something and you didn't get what you wanted. And now you're upset and resentful and blaming somebody else. But did you set up this and then think you were going to get something and you didn't like that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And there's going to be a lot of people, unfortunately on that day of judgment that are going to be expecting God to give them what they thought they were going to get. And no, uh, you attempted to obligate me to this. I'm not, I don't do things out of obligation. So no, I'm not giving you this because you didn't do what was necessary in order to obtain what you thought you wanted. And just so much information on this. It's just another uh, piece of truth from God that just helps explain so many things that, and even when you mentioned that the sacrifice, that submission is about sacrifice, but not all submission is sacrifice. Because you think about that, you do something because you want to. Not all sacrifice is submission. Oh. I'm, did I have it backwards? Yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But no, the the um, when you do submit, you, there is sacrifice involved in it, and there is pain involved. Because think about it, people will submit to, I want to work out and be in shape, and you go through the pain of the workout and the treadmill, and you get sweaty, and, and it's pain, and you feel it. But you're willing to go through the pain because you want to, because you're looking for, uh, I'm looking forward to, the benefit of this. Well, think about it. What's the benefit of doing what is right? Well, you're going to be with God. Well, cause I could see Messiah that I want to do what is right and I want to be pleasing to, to, to God. Well, doing what is right is what's pleasing to them. And it should be pleasing to you and everybody else because it's the best for everybody in the situation. That's what true love is, is that just like the song foreigner, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Well, love is submission that even when like the mentioned before that even when we were still sinners, why did Messiah die for us? Well, I have to No, no, I want to, because this is what's right to do and I'm going to do it. And what's the benefit of that for everybody? Those that believe in me, welcome into the kingdom because really what is eternal life? Eternal life is a life never ending of doing what is right. That's what I desire to do. Do what is right, no matter what, forever. Well, then why wouldn't you live with God? Because that's who God is, as opposed to, well, when I get there, then I'll just relax. And I remember people saying this years ago, I used to watch NASCAR and Dale Earnhardt uh, got killed at Daytona. And people say, man, he's probably up in heaven with such and such and they're racing and all this stuff. And it's like, but heaven is the home where God is and God does not have a racetrack in the kingdom where there's racing and that's this people's programming that, well, you just continue and you just live the life you're living. And it's like, no, that that's not, God isn't concerned about, well, let me say this. Yeah. I is concerned about NASCAR. I'll speak to my experience, the NASCAR of you're doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results and sanity, but from just the aspect of the sport or football and all that, no, that's not the kingdom of God. And people just put that there because they just assume that that you just continue to live and you just to do the things you, but 
we don't have anything and we know this from the word about all that stuff in the kingdom the kingdom, the kingdom is about righteousness and truth not these worldly things and when you make a statement about somebody's somebody's in heaven you don't realize that you're obligating God for that person to be in heaven rather than they'll be in heaven if they live the life, but they're not going to be even in heaven right at this point because it's not possible that they will go to Abraham's side and then everybody at the end will receive their allotted inheritance at the same time. And so um, this is, a again, just another aspect of more information and like many subjects, you know, I, I, for myself, I'll speak for myself. Uh, I could be like Paul. If we were having a conversation and somebody's engaged in wanting to know the truth of God, I could sit for hours. I could do like Paul where you preach into the night and then preach all the way through to, to the next morning. Um, but this is not one of those times. So at this point, <laughs> at this point, we're going to uh, finish the podcast for this morning and, uh, Lord willing, Sean will be back with another guest with him on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesdays, Sean will be doing the uh, handling the podcast uh, just for reasons that God has uh, purposed in it. And we'll see who will be with him. But Lord willing, uh, Sean will be here next Tuesday with his guest. And we will just see where God goes with that. And actually, just real quick, as we end, we the reason we say Lord willing is because it really is the, if it's Yah's will, because when we're told that our life is just but a vapor that vanishes away, that we shouldn't, because if so, we're almost putting it to where we're obligating God. Well, God will be here with us Tuesday. Well, but if they want something else, what if they don't want us to have a podcast or something like that? So again, don't rely on us for what you get. Um, listen to this and evaluate, rely on God for it. Because really, they may say, just like they did with this, that, well, we want Sean to do this on Tuesday. Now, but if we said, no, Lord, it's your will that we, no, to make sure we're not like Peter, but no, Lord, your will is for us to do it every Tuesday. Well, no, you don't know that. So, but anyway, yeah, everybody have a good uh, weekend, and we'll, we'll see you the next time, Lord willing. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.